CIOs really have the authority to disconnect systems, right? So we we sign ATOs. You know, there's an authorizing official, and they authorize systems to be on the network. Also, we authorize, you know, entire enclaves, right? So nonprofits that have access to certain parts of our network or private companies that have access to our networks. We authorize this. And something that we haven't done very much in the past is say, oh, you failed. We've assessed you, and you failed. And now we're taking you off the network or we've assessed you and you failed, and now you're no longer authorized to operate on the network. And by doing that, so by doing the assessments regularly, by increasing the pace of assessments, and then by taking action when folks fail, we are changing the culture. I know that there's been the push from DOD to continuous ATO. Is this kind of a step in that direction, or is that is this related but separate? Uh, I would say it's related but separate. So continuous ATO is really important. I think that's going to get us to a more robust posture overall. In the interim, right now, what we have to do is enforce those requirements that we have when we look at these ATOs, even not continuously. The challenge here, of course, is the mission versus cyber. If you take this system off or this, even if it's an industry-related system, what does that do to mission? How do you weigh, how do you find that balance? Yeah, that's, so this is something we talk about at great length. So we are not taking things off. If there's a mission being supported, yeah, we're not going to turn that thing off. But we're going to get after it with alacrity, right? We're going to shine a light on it. We're going to bring in the experts. They're going to fix it. Uh, in some cases, we haven't pulled things offline, even when they failed. But what we've done is flood resources in and leadership attention to fix it rapidly. And I think just shining the light on it sometimes gets folks to move a little bit more quickly. Is that what you're finding, that all of a sudden, by, for instance, talking at a, a conference like this about that this process, people go, oh, we better check, we better do more. It's kind of spurring action. Absolutely. So at the highest levels in the department, when somebody fails a cyber inspection, it's no longer like, oh, what are you going to do? Now we are enforcing this. Like, it is the commander's job. You know, like, it's, it's bringing some pressure to this domain. Roughly speaking, would you say you've taken any off the network? A few, some, any? Yeah, I'm not going to give you numbers, but I can say we have been enforcing ATOs. We have been enforcing connections in a way we haven't been historically. I want to shift, speaking of enforcing, and, and you mentioned the idea of uh, when if something's not working, a laptop, a desktop, uh, a network, you want to know about it. That's the right thing to say, of course, but people go, okay, well, are they really, do they really care? So, so I guess the question is, how do you care? How are you showing that you care? And, and beyond, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Dr. Martel coming to you at lunch and interrupting your lunch, <laughs> complaining about his email, what are some of the ways you guys uh, at the DOD CIO's office are doing that? First, I would just want to highlight what the Air Force has done, which the Air Force has very mechanically and intentionally rolled out and said, how do we fix this problem? What is the long pole in the tent? And they've rolled out new laptops to folks. Also, I want to highlight what we've done with Microsoft Office 365. Rolling out 365 to the majority of the Department of Defense has fundamentally changed the capabilities folks have, their ability to work from home, what is accessible to them sort of in, in the business side of DOD. It's been a huge change. So, so, so as you go through Office 365 and as you as you are looking at this, are there specific metrics you're looking at? You mentioned beyond help desk. What are some of those metrics? I would say beyond help desk, we're looking at latency, right? Latency across the network, which you can measure that. So there's all sorts of sensors that we have in place already that are giving us hints as to what the problem is. But now we are actually compiling those and using them to inform how we devote our resources in the future to solving these problems. Now, let me turn to Lori Wade, the chief data officer for the intelligence community. You mentioned a new IC private sector framework. I know maybe that you can't talk too much about it, but what can you tell me more about it? What's it going to focus on? How's it going to work? Any, any details? 
when I came into the role and they told me that, so the second part of my position, which is the assistant DNI for data and partnership, I actually changed the name. I re, I refocused the whole part of that organization to be data and partnership interoperability. And the idea behind that is so that when we look at the partnership relationships and engagement and how we are doing that as an IC and against what priorities, against the national intelligence strategy, against the DNI priorities, against the intelligence planning guidance, how are we organizing not only within the IC, but with our private sector partners and in a different way. So the framework is about how do we pull that approach together and then where do we look at where there are barriers of which we've doing that like in the past like how do we how do we work with our partners in a co-innovating kind of way and not just looking at our partners in the private sector as vendors like how are we actually taking big issues big areas against our adversaries to them and working with them to look to the future and not just on the focus now issue and like I need this kind of like capability delivered today but how are we really looking at the next decade and so I'm actually working with my ICCIO colleagues with our AIM a new director and and with our mission side so the NIMS to look to see what are those big focus areas like web 330 immersive technology and I'm going to pull together a round table and that's the kind of approach we want. And so the framework really lays the, that sort of philosophy about how we want to work with the private sector in the future. But then what are the practical ways we're going to do that? We're going to uh, implement a front door. So we make it easy for our private sector partners to come into the IC. They can come in and then be matched with what requirements uh, and addressing some of these big issues. Uh, the whole PPTE, the public and private talent exchange is a big part of it, right? Also, then how are we going to move forward capabilities that we do need? Uh, and where do we need to accelerate? And how do we do that in a way that we haven't in the past that is actually going to benefit not only our workforce, but also the private sector as we work together uh, to go after some of these big, large challenges. And then how do we communicate and measure? And that's another part of the framework is there'll be uh, almost like a newsletter type approach, if you will, but it won't be, it'll be digital, right, of course. But the idea is, right, we need to communicate the successes and measure the successes and and make sure that it's just a constant two-way partnership. So really that's the elements at a very high level that's gonna be spelled out in the framework timing of this you hope to have it out in, in the fall sooner or later no, sooner i mean it's in it's in review right now that we're having a meeting there's a meeting scheduled to go through it with the leadership it's already been vetted through uh, the various intelligence community uh, private sector working groups so it's reflective of input from all the private sector partnership groups within the intelligence community so it's really now uh, within the odni leadership to review and then and then we'll release that out and the idea is just to make it easier in many ways for your vendor partners and the IC to work together. So this is ODNI led, but it's going to imagine cross the entire IC community. Correct. And the DNI has set that as a priority, right? Is how do we engage in a different way with our private sector partners? Of course, these things take time to roll out, and, and maybe it's maybe a little premature to ask, but. Uh, well, anyways, do you have some short-term goals that you, okay, let's get that front door up by yeah, January 1st. No, let's... I think it's already, I think it's being released. So it's, uh, we're going to be doing my approach. And I think that's why I talked about the IC data strategy, the same with this strategic focus, but immediate attention, deliberate attention on action and implementation. So. 
And then uh, you mentioned the data strategy, so I know that that's uh, forthcoming. Again, timing on that, and what should folks expect generally? I've set an aggressive goal to get it completely through the review process by the end of October. <laughs> uh, so, uh, because, and what you can expect is we're going to roll that data strategy out. And in October, we already have an offsite planned. I, I, I guess I mentioned uh, during the talk that I'm the uh, chair of the IC uh, Chief Data Officer Council. We already have an offset plan to uh, build the action plan for the first year.